Well, hello friends and welcome to Ask Zach. Today we are gonna spotlight Princeton Reverb Amplifiers, why I've, or yeah, how I've ended up you know, owning probably 10 or 12 of them through the years and always sold them, and how this headstrong little king with a 12-inch speaker has really uh, finally scratched the itch for a uh, blackface Princeton Reverb type amp that I could actually gig with with a Telecaster, and I have gigged with this amp. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna talk about the amp. I'm gonna play through it some and uh, talk a little bit about Wayne Jones, the uh, owner and founder of, uh, well, he, he, he is headstrong. He builds all the amps by hand. We're gonna talk about what, uh, what he does so well and, uh, and just have some fun. All right, so while you're thinking about it, uh, if you haven't done it already and if you've been enjoying the show, well, please hit, you know, like and follow and subscribe all those things so that you'll uh, you know stay up to date with the show also if you've already done that appreciate you supporting the show the best way is patreon and there's a link in the description you know through that of course you get exclusive content and you get the episodes early and without commercials uh, there's also uh, good old tip jar information, you know, so if you just want to throw something in the tip jar or there's a merch at askzack.com. We've got t-shirts and coffee mugs and all sorts of stuff. All right, let's dive in. Uh, so I've been, you know, going to be 50 this month, April of 2023, and I've been playing since I was 13. So that's 37 years of playing guitar. And I started... Um, trying to use Princeton's uh, pretty early on. And so I've owned many 70s Princeton's, owned a couple of, you know, vintage 60s, uh, you know, Princeton reverb amplifiers, and owned a couple of reissues and a hand-wired reissue. And I would always love, you know, love it with a Gibson-type guitar, or, you know, even with a Tele on the neck pickup or both pickups, or even like, an overdriven sound on the bridge pickup, I liked it. But with a Telecaster clean and on the bridge pickup with most Princetons, most of the ones I've ever run into, I was not happy with the sound at all. It just didn't have enough girth. It didn't have enough oomph to it. It sounded too thin and uh, too, uh, you know, it just didn't have enough body to it. And uh, I had some Princetons that were modified. Uh, I tried one with a 12, and uh, I, you know, it may have been just the 12 that I just, that I tried that didn't work with it. Uh, it ended up kind of overpowering the uh, the cabinet, and it just didn't sound right. I tried some where they modified the phase inverter. That's a very popular thing to do, and uh, it just made it louder. It didn't solve the tone issue because for me a print a Princeton with the Telecaster on the bridge pickup it was always about the tone not being right not there not being enough volume so I just kind of gave up and I just said well I'm a deluxe reverb guy and I am a deluxe reverb guy however there have just been times where the deluxe is just you know more amp than I needed and especially now with a lot of the, you know, most of the gigs I play now use in-ear monitors. And most of the time they're trying to keep stage volume low. So, and it's like, it's, it's something, you know, smaller to carry around. And so I started kind of thinking about them again, but uh, 
but just kind of said, well, I'm just kind of a deluxe guy, I guess. Well, lo and behold, I went to a friend's studio and he had one of these. In fact, it was identical to this. And I played through it with my Esquire here. And, you know, immediately I played on the neck pickup and uh, it sounded fantastic. And then I went to the bridge pickup and there it was. You know, it had the... Uh, it had the fullness that I was looking for. It didn't, it didn't sound anemic. It didn't sound, you know, it didn't, it sounded good clean, you know, cause you can always kind of dirty it up and kind of help it out some in the, uh, in the body area. But uh, I wanted one that could do that. And so I, I immediately called up Wayne Jones with Headstrong Amps and I ordered one. And so and just to be clear, I paid for this amp. There was no uh, deal on it or anything. I, uh, you know, pay, paid for the amp, and uh, after a couple of weeks, it showed up. And first thing, this this might sound silly to some, but you know, for someone that's been getting, you know, buying amps uh, and having them shipped to him, you know, over the last you know thirty plus years, uh, I have never seen an amp that was better packed than this Headstrong. It was in the right size box. It had the formed pieces of foam that were coated so you didn't get a styrofoam, you know, burn on the Tolex. And then there was heavy duty, you know, paper that was shoved in there in the, in the sides to make sure it was tight everywhere. There was no air at all in the box. I mean, it was all padded and the amp, you know, came out. It came from North Carolina to Nashville and there was not a spot on the box and, uh, and the amp was in absolute perfect condition. And then I of course pulled the amp out. It was spotless and I plugged it in and it sounded just like my buddies. And I was so happy with it that uh, a day and a half later, I, was, I had a gig in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the Hard Rock uh, Casino. They have a, a, a really nice big you know, really large capacity bar called Track 5. And I was playing with my friend Paul Bogart. And uh, so I took the amp and I was glad I took it because we ended up having very little, because we were having to run some, a little bit of PA stuff and we're just running in a transit. We don't have a trailer behind us. And so because of that, I, there was barely enough room for, the, for this headstrong to fit in the, in the back of the vehicle. So, uh, you know, I just had this and a small pedal board. I had this Esquire and then I had a backup guitar. And so we, uh, we showed up and, uh, you know, we had just enough time for a quick sound check. Uh, we, you know, we drove 10 hours, uh, you know, left at 5.45 in the morning and then got there in time to do a quick sound check, go up to the room, change clothes, go down, eat some food, and then we started playing. And the amp just sounded phenomenal and uh, you know played a four-hour gig with it and uh, I just kind of kept looking back at it and uh, and just kind of in uh, in amazement at how great it sounded and the fact that I had you know bought an amp that I didn't have to do anything to it's like I've hardly ever had that happen most every amp that I've bought you know, if it were a vintage amp, usually it had to have some, some maintenance done and, or maybe I was going to swap speakers and even newer amps. Sometimes I've swapped tubes or speakers or something, or maybe there was a microphonic tube or a rattling tube, but this, this amp was 
completely ready to go. And I looked in the back and he had put those little uh, silicon little bands on the tubes to, uh, to help with the uh, tube rattle because there was no tube rattle. So yeah, I was just uh, amazed. And of course we played the next night also, we played Saturday night. And again, it just uh, delivered like crazy and didn't matter you know, whether I was, you know, using pedals, you know, using overdrive or, or what I was running through it, you know, neck, uh, bridge pickup, it just sounded great, you know, on, on everything I did. So I was uh, extremely, extremely happy with it. So I, uh, I, uh, I called, you know, Wayne Jones to uh, kind of get the, the lowdown on, you know, kind of what makes his amp special. I mean, one of the things I noticed was just the quality of the cabinet. You know, because that's one thing I've seen in a lot of Princeton type amplifiers, especially currently made ones, is where they'll have a cabinet that is pretty cheap looking and the Tolex job is not done well. <clears throat> the back panel is made of rubberized wood that has, you know, an amazing amount of flex to it and seems like what's wrong with this. Uh, so I was, you know, just taken by, you know, the, the quality of the components, also the low noise floor. Uh, this is probably the quietest amp that I own. I mean, it makes very little, you know, kind of background noise. The only noise is like, uh, you know, from my guitar. Even if I turn the guitar up, you know, or turn the amp up, you know, there's very little noise. And, uh, and that's wonderful, especially running in-ear monitors where uh, everyone's going to hear your noise loud and clear right in their head. So, uh, yeah. Uh, let's let's uh, you know let's hear it a little bit uh, again. This is on the on the back pickup, and uh, and to me again that's kind of the uh, the real test for me on a Princeton is just the ability you know for it to sound full and not overly like Buck Owens sounding. And I like Buck Owens, but uh, that's not always the tone that I'm going for. I want a little bit fuller sound. So. <laughs> really nice on the uh, on the neck pickup uh, I love the uh, I love the range of the knobs here so you know I've got the volume set on three I've got the treble set on like almost seven which is a lot higher than what I would have normally set on a Princeton which that's a good thing the bass is a lot lower than I'd normally set it which is another good thing I have the bass set at three and a half and normally I would set the bass on a Princeton reverb I would set the bass usually on close to ten most of the time unless I was playing a Gibson guitar so this, and as you turn it up, of course, you do get more bass. 
and uh, so it it sounds really full really full and uh, and I I love that because it's just you don't feel like when you get the sound you want you're at the the end of the of the control you're at the end of the amount of bass that you can get when you get the sound that you want so I think that's a a wonderful thing the reverb uh, I have said a little bit past two and that's you know of course you can crank it up and get uh, as uh, you know as surfy as you want uh, and then I've got to show you the uh, the vibrato the, the the tremolo and that's really because the uh, the speed and I'm gonna I'm gonna set the speed to zero or one and I'm gonna set the intensity to ten Got to turn it on. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, again, that's that's intensity on ten, speed on one. That is the ultimate like gut bucket, you know, kind of rye cooter ish tremolo. Which most of these, you know, Princeton type amps or even old blackface amps, the tremolo is not dialed in like that. It's not. I mean, he's Wayne is just so intentional about everything he does. He really cares about quality, and so he has this set this way on purpose. Uh, if you set the, the speed up all the way, so you have speed and intensity all the way, you know, and then you get. course you can you know kind of have the speed and intensity in that you know kind of six range where you get uh, the normal tremolo sound that I would probably use maybe five on the speed funny things about talking to uh, to Wayne was he shared with me a, a funny factoid and that's that uh, you know Wayne started making these amps uh, 20 years ago and he actually started making these before Fender reissued the Princeton reverb so I thought that was uh, really fun um, again really high quality components uh, he uses you know it's got new tubes in it but he's you know he chooses them well he's got two amp doctor and JJ's um, Haybor or Highbor uh, transformers, which transformers are kind of the lifeblood of of the amp, and uh, those are really really important. And uh, he's chosen well on those. Um, ah, this is the thing I really need to uh, to talk about, and that's of course this amp has a 12 inch speaker, and the 12 in it is the 
Eminence Alessandro GA64 ceramic magnet speaker. This is a fantastic speaker and a perfect mate for this amp. And it, uh, it allows the amp to sound like an old Princeton, but of course it's a 12 and so it's fatter. And this you know, Alessandro speaker has more mid-range than a, uh, you know, a regular Jensen. So it's, it's not a dead nuts copy of an old Jensen speaker. I mean, I've even read interviews where Alessandro has said he purposefully put a touch of Celestian Greenback into this speaker. And so, but it's just enough mids that you like it, but not enough so that you start thinking that the speaker sounds like some kind of weird hybrid speaker. You just think of it as a fat sounding Princeton. It doesn't start sounding like a boogie or something like that. So uh, yeah, well chosen components all the way around. Wayne really cares about what he does. You can tell when you talk to him on the phone, uh, you can tell in his choice of, of components, you know, all the, all the caps and resistors that are in there, you know, that has a, you know, they have a, a, a lifetime warranty on the amps. Uh, the amps, you know, this amp is, uh, cheaper than a lot of the competition, even under, uh, major names that start with the letter F. Um, yeah, I think they're around, uh, 24, $2,500 tons of pros are using this amp, uh, you know, like Bill Frizzell and JD Simo. And there's this whole, you know, group of uh, kind of blues players in East Nashville, Jack Roosh and a bunch of other cats that are using uh, headstrong amps also. And so I, I love that when, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the guys using an amp are, uh, you know, are real players and, uh, and, they're, and they're paying for the amps. You know, it's again, Wayne's one guy building amps you know, at his home and, you know, and he can't, he's not like a, a big company that can, uh, you know, just give away amps. And so when you see his amps, you know that, you know, those people have paid for them and they're invested in it. It's not just, oh, I got something free. So really, really great amplifier. So, all right, guys. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, watching today. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. And uh, make sure and uh, check out a, a headstrong little king. Uh, and I guess one more note before, before, we, before we say goodbye is that this is just the regular uh, little king. It's just the 12 watt dead nuts, you know, 64 Princeton, you know, version. He does make uh, different versions like the S that has bigger transformers and 6L6s if you want something that has more like 20 to 30 watts. I did not want that. I just wanted something that sounded similar to my deluxe reverb but had, uh, you know, lower headroom, was easier to carry around. And so uh, that's, that's what I suggest unless you're really needing a lot of uh, headroom and more volume. I think the, uh, the regular... Uh, little King with the six V sixes and being, you know, 12 Watts, but yet I think the 12 inch speaker is really important. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.